Hi, John. Hello. There's something that I came to bring to you, and it has many different aspects and many different rivers, and it includes the surface and the deep. What was coming to me is that there's two of you that I know, and one is the one that I know in the formal meetings, and I trust you, that one more than anything or anybody. And then there's John or yourself, that is a little bit of a mystery to me. Ways that you've moved on the surface or that I don't directly know the truth of. So much of that, I think, has just been there for me to put on the shelf and just trust the one that I know. That one and myself are the same. It's my personality that's a mystery to you. So would you say how you move on the surface is yourself? The integrated self. There isn't a difference between the deep and the surface. The two are coherent and the same. In separation, there's a difference. In a profoundly settled heart, there isn't a difference. I can't connect them almost. That's the difference between what you directly know and what surface understanding you have. If we worked side by side, there wouldn't be a difference for you. If I worked for you, there wouldn't be a difference for you. I really get what you mean on a certain level, but I don't really get what you mean cognitively. Then relax into where you do get it. Someone brought something to me recently, and I know that deeply I trust you, and I know that that's a foundation that I have. But there was also this new kind of maturity that was stepping forward in me. It's almost like all these resources that have been pooling inside where I'm using my brain and I'm thinking practically and critically and questioning. It just feels like I'm not leaving it on the shelf. So it does feel like an interplay between lying down in what I know with you and also thinking practically, letting in everything and not turning a blind eye to something. Thinking critically belongs to the real in you. Nothing else in you is capable of critical thought. Thinking objectively is you taking in any kind of information, and it's only the real in you that works it through thought. Thinking critically for yourself is a misnomer. It won't be real critical thought. That's a fine distinction. Thinking critically for yourself isn't possible. It won't be real 
critical thought. Real critical thought is free of self-influence. So you're not able to do it for yourself. You can only do it as the real. Real critical thinking means that you can't be distracted in the use of thought. It means that in thinking, you cannot be bought. Critical thinking means that you are profoundly honest in the use of your intellect. That sounds like a really stable ground that can't really be touched by other people's beliefs or other people's influence, emotions or my own emotions. It means that in all of the use of your intellect, only the real for you has appeal. What that is then, really, is a beautiful mind. It feels like I have two main grounds. One of those grounds is you, and the other, I think, maybe is my heart. So something's brought to me about you. It crosses a line in the foundation of my heart. It isn't the foundation of your heart. It's your goodness self. If you won't leave the real for anyone, for anything, and for anything in yourself, that means you are trustworthy. There's nothing of greater value in all of the surface than for you to be that. It's the only thing that makes your person of value. Trustworthy meaning that you believe what you know, you believe what is directly real, and you don't leave that for anything. Without that, you have no compass. Without that, you have no value. Real value comes from the innermost outwards. It doesn't exist without you being it. You can project value onto your person and onto yourself, but that's just your self-image. Self-image belongs to the real, as does your intellect. When you live with self-image belonging to the real, you are free of yourself. It's the real then that has a self. And as the real, you are able to know yourself. It's different from knowing you. 
you're able to know yourself as it is. It's the only thing that makes you trustworthy with a self, with yours. That's my goodness, self-conscience. It's being crossed. Yes. You're sensitive, but an integrated conscience. Marks the difference between what you believe to be real and true and what you directly know is real and true. It feels like my base has been very much in something to do with honesty, like a very direct line. Your plumb line. Real conscience is that you're able to feel, you're able to see. You are free enough to know when you separate from what you directly know the truth of. You can feel it in your body. Any time in your past when you've believed something, anything, that you didn't directly know the truth of, your conscience becomes conditioned. Conditioned by a belief, beliefs. The way to purify your conscience is by you, in all of your life, believing only what you directly know the truth of, at any personal cost. It'll clean you of your goodness self, and it leaves you in all practical ways, with only a deeper self and a higher self. You, quietly within, have no other self. You need both to integrate the use of your intellect. If a friend lied to me, that it was coming from them from a true place, because maybe they were clear not to tell me something else, could that be true? No. I think a big part of everything that I'm bringing to you right now is that someone told me that you supported lying specific situation and I don't I pointedly don't okay that's been what's been crossed and I guess I shouldn't have believed that without talking to you about it first You've experienced the difference between what someone says you said and what you said. Are you talking about a specific time? You've experienced being misheard. You mean in general, like just in life? Yes. I believe you and I trust you, but it's hard because in a situation like that, if someone that I 
really trust tells me something, then I believed it. I just kind of took it as fact, maybe something I didn't understand. So then the first thing to do would have not been to believe until I had talked with you about it. To trust someone without having real ground in yourself to trust someone is for you to be naive. There's an innocence in naivety. It's through life experience that you begin realizing what real ground is in yourself for trusting someone. What's beautiful to realize is that your usual self can be shaken, but your deeper self and your higher self are unshakable. Yourself, where it can be shaken, is yourself that you don't need anymore. Live like that, and it's only a matter of time, and you will have a self in all of its delicateness that is unshakable, stable without anything holding it together. The real self, that's maturity. It's a little bit piercing because everything you're saying to me is showing me that the majority of the adults that I've grown up with or trusted don't have real maturity. An adult that has truly grown up is an unusual find. I think I'm seeing that a time has come for me to not lean on others anymore in the way that I have. Love leaning into the real in anyone, including in someone who's not trustworthy. That means that you really do love anyone. Trust is earned, while love is freely given. Yeah, that's a beautiful distinction. I think growing up with the people that I have, there's been something in me that's just trusted everything that's said to me. That's naive. I can even be very sweetly naive. That naivety falls away in the loveliest way. Every time yourself is proven to be incorrect. In that situation of believing that you maybe sometimes supported lying, and what if it was true, then what would I do? It isn't true. Yeah, I know, but it's a theoretical question. Because I think like 
all of this that's come up has kind of been what do I do and there's like a crossing of two things that I know if that should come your way from someone else then you put it to me like practically like I where I tell it to you yes being in this inside with you rolling this kind of thing over it greatly deepened the bond being the real particularly while yourself is under pressure digs up even more of the real and it is that then that forms yourself a point of real consideration concerning your relationship to other people anyone don't trust someone who you don't deeply quietly within want to be like that kind of trust that someone gains from you is then truly earned it's only depth of character that can earn that trust depth of character that you know if you trust someone because they're nice to you you're naive if you trust someone just because they're close to you you're naive if you trust depth of character in someone depth of character that you know you're not naive you are wise i think i'm feeling a bit of this maybe a seeing of the trusting habits i have that is painful to see that and it feels really raw that's lovely that means you are free to see you do freely see where yourself is vulnerable it means you are open to being vulnerable I think bringing all of this to you feels a bit like a crucifixion in me. The crucifixion of anything in you that isn't real. If you are quiet in that, yourself becomes trustworthy. It means that as soon as you really see that there is not a difference between yourself and you. because what you directly know is not real within you don't live by so on its own it perishes for you to be open to see absolutely anything within that is not real means that you are trustworthy with yourself it's a bit like walking down this path and there's all these vines that could so easily catch you 
that is just staying down that path. And it can be parents or belief or conscience or morals or all these things. It can only catch you or grab you if a part of yourself you've sold out to that isn't real. Because it is only that part that that vine even reaches out to in you. Without you having self-investment, there's nothing but the real that has any appeal to you. If you are being real, without anything holding you together or holding yourself together, you are untemptable because it's only the real that you respond to. That's purity of heart. Even to turn to one of the vines, or if I were to touch one of the vines, that would be a lie, right? It would be a deception. If you touch a vine that touches you, you're fooling yourself. As soon as you fool yourself, a giveaway is that you will use your mind to rationalize your position. You'll build a defense. It feels for me like the most important thing is just to be clean. I don't feel very clean. You feeling not clean does not mean that you are not clean. When uncleanness is projected onto you, you can feel that. And it doesn't mean that you are therefore not clean. It's only honesty within that knows. What is there if you're not clean? Where you are not clean, there is nothing there. There's no value there. One indication of being clean is that you are dependably not intolerant of criticism. One indication of being clean is that you can be criticized without being shaken. That you are dependably, characteristically not intolerant of criticism. Anyone who is intolerant of criticism lives rationalizing themselves. Anyone who is intolerant of criticism lives using their intellect to hold together their self-image. Purity of heart needs no defense. Purity of heart is immovable without any use of power. 
is only purity of heart that can make your person dependable. I heard a lovely story of someone who wanted to marry this woman, but he didn't know what to do with himself because he didn't know if she was really someone to marry. He couldn't tell. So what he did, which I wouldn't recommend, is that she had a beautiful dress on. He was sitting beside her, and he, on purpose, very directly ripped her dress. She remained really quiet, remained soft inside, and said nothing. So he then asked her to marry him. He risked himself for the real in her. That is also someone worth marrying. They each married the right person. He saw what was pure. And then she saw what was pure. Cleanness within shows the best in a fire. Because it isn't held together by anything, pressure doesn't make a difference. Don't trust anyone who takes offense at things. The real doesn't take offense. The real doesn't bite back. I get offended easily. It's in a way shocking to know how much I love purity and cleanness and then to sometimes like look back at me and then see how off I can be. Live quietly receiving offense and you'll be discovering whatever it is that is real even in those who deliver offense to you. If you live receiving offense instead of taking offense, you live being connected to everyone. Dearness connects you to everyone, regardless of how they treat you. When you get offended, let your words be just two things. Let your words be delicate and few. Bye for now. <laughs>